0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com.
1: Consider the title of this message series, Taking the Attack or Take the Attack to Them. And is that the correct mindset? Well, Tom, I don't know. You you get into that militaristic side of things, the nature of it. I don't know about that. I'm not really sure about that. Well, if you're not sure, what do you base that on? Now, what are we bringing the attack to? I want to name four things. We bring the attack to the devil and all demons. We bring the attack to the devil's props. You see a lot of props right now used of the devil to usher in world domination and a new world order right now. It's up to the church to rise up against it. It doesn't have to be your generation that loses no one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father, Matthew 24, 36. And the way that I see that is there's pockets of time that match all the things that need to happen for him to come back. It doesn't have to be your generation that loses. It's like it didn't have to be your generation. Where all I never thought I'd see in the middle of the night where they stopped counting ballots. I never thought I'd see churches close everywhere without any sort of fight back whatsoever just close I never thought I'd see it but we can win back one of the things that I'm trying to do right now is on the podcast we're going to there's some certain qualifications that you have to meet but I'm trying to get into the reddit generation I don't know if how many of you followed like Wall Street Bets when they kind of stuck it to the hedge fund people, yeah. those young guys. Hedge funders, which are all, by the way, liberal. I mean hyper-liberal. They were the hedge fund that was getting majorly worked over by the Wall Street Bets guys. Call was on the phone with the White House. That's how connected they are. But there's a generation of young people, I'm telling you. And I and I know that there's There's exceptions to every rule, so don't come up to me at the door today and say this happened or that happened, I know. But a lot of things, like my generation, if they walked away and they closed their churches, they're my age, they're done. I'm not talking heaven or hell, that's between them and God, I'm just saying they're done. They're closed off. Even people that are 30 to 40 that capitulated and acquiesced to this whole mess, they're zombie apocalypse people. Good luck getting them back. I know there's exceptions, but good luck getting them back. Because now Christians are in the place of defending what they did. Churches that are open does not mean that they're actually open. They may be open, but it doesn't mean they repented. They haven't spoken anything about it. They're still singing their own praises. Those people are gone. There's some that will repent. Most will not because there's too much to lose in their repentance. You mean I threw away a whole year of my life for nothing? Yes, that's an absolute fact. You threw away a whole year of your life, prancing about with a mask on your face that does absolutely nothing but harm the person who wears it. That's you, that's if that's who you are. Well, I'm trying to reach this generation of Reddit people, there are actually people 25 and below. You know who they hate? They hate Democrats and Republicans. Because you know what, they're just like those Wall Street bets guys. They see through the corruption, they're questioning. My generation wasn't like that. I don't know what's going on. I just feel it in my spirit that people under the age of 25 right now, they are questioning. They see, I don't know why, but they see the hypocrisy, and they don't like it. They are reachable people, and I'm going after them. We're gonna stick it. We're gonna stick my podcast, which is the most offensive thing on planet Earth, I guess, because they keep banning me. And I'm like, I'm not even. I'm, I've got like two, three hundred people watching. There's people, the hundreds of thousands, that are conservative and say some of the things that I say. And they ban me. I'm like, what are you banning me for? I'm barely even. Listen, I used to do just a Facebook live in my truck, and they banned me then too. i like. 17 people watching. I like get banned. They banned me for a week before the election. I reached like 47 people for the week. Dadgum demons. You got to hate the devil. Nothing wrong with hating the devil. But you got to take it to the devil. You got to take it to the devil's props, like Anthony Fauci. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the biggest baby butchering administration in the history of America. You take the attack to them. I, how many of you, you need to be praying confusion in the White House? Pray it! Pray it over them. Don't be afraid, it's not unloving. Read your Bible, pray confusion in the camp of the enemy. Pray it! they're after the unborn in galactic proportions they're going to probably try and break a record of 60 million last year were butchered in the uh, in the womb or outside the womb or in the birth canal if you're Ralph northern northern governor of california inside outside doesn't matter kill them all That's who these people are. You pray confusion in their camp. Make them turn on each other. Don't pray. Listen, don't pray lukewarm, meaningless prayers like God revive our country. What does that mean to you? And tell me how you'll know whether or not that prayer was answered. Lord, shine your light upon us. What does that even mean? Don't pray those kind of prayers. Get in there and be in the specific. Take some chances and have some expectation. Number three. We take the attack to our carnality. Number four, we take the attack to sickness, infirmity, lack, and harm. We don't just stand by. You take the attack. Tom, I'm not sure about the militaristic nature of all this. not the Jesus that I've been taught. Well, let me ask you something. Do you base your theology on what you've been taught or what you've read? Is it the Bible? Blessed is he who reads Blessed is he who reads, and those who hear the word of this testimony, Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Is your viewpoint the Bible? Well, you know, I just believe in peace and love. Humanistic peace or the Bible's peace? Blessed are the peace what? Don't say it out loud if you don't know. It's not peacekeepers. Most Christians believe that blessed are the peacekeepers. No, 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 it is blessed are the peacemakers. Those are two very different things. I'm not here to maintenance peace. I'm here to usher it in, in Jesus' name. Is your viewpoint the Bible? I don't know about the militaristic side. Well, let's look, 2 Timothy 2, verses three and four. If you've come to this church for a while, you know these verses. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Doesn't sound very peaceful, does it? That doesn't sound Christ-like. Well, this is the Bible. It is Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Of our warfare, the warfare that you and I conduct, that you and I own, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ephesians chapter, you, you have things going on in your life that you don't like. You come after it like a soldier. You attack it. You don't sit back. You don't learn to live with it. You don't assimilate to the new normal in your life. Well, we used to be healthy. No, you're called to be healthy till you're 120, climb up a mountain and die. That's the Bible. Bible, Bible, Bible. There is nothing else. If the Bible offends you, be offended. If the Bible's not your theology, change your theology. It's wrong anyway. You're going to find out on the day of judgment. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Listen, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's military. Take the attack to them. Don't sit back. Take it to them. I'll show you how in a minute. Colossians chapter two, verses eight, verse eight. See to it, does this, does this sound militaristic to you, that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. 2 Timothy two twenty six, and that they, may es- that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Second Peter three seventeen, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. Those of you, those of you who are Calvinists, you need to memorize that verse. Fall from your secure position. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. We're not here to coddle the devil. You're not here to coddle sickness. You're not here to coddle carnality. You're not here to coddle loss or acclimate or assimilate. You're here to win. And you take the attack to them. But Tom... Jesus is the Lamb of God. Oh, well, that, must, that must just destroy this whole message then. If Jesus is the Lamb of God, then this must destroy this whole thing. That doesn't coincide with this message. Oh, it does. Wait and see. We know Jesus has two titles. Revelation chapter five, verse five. Jesus is the Lion of Judah. And he's also, Jesus is, John 1:29, the Lamb of God. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, Right? He's both. Lion and lamb. So what are you? You're a joint heir. So what are you? I'm going to make you answer. You're a lion and a lamb. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. A joint heir with Jesus Christ. There's times to be a lion. And there's times to be a lamb. But here's what's really going to bake your bagels. You ready? (laughs) Whether you're being a lion or whether you're being a lamb, and it depends on which scenario. Scenarios that call for a lion, there's scenarios that call for a
2: lamb. Whatever it is, you're still taking the attack. I'll show you in a minute.
0: Your bills, something's wrong in your relationship with God.
2: I'll just talk to you. precursor to what I'm going to tell you in a minute. I have a friend of mine and he's back But he's come to this
1: discovery in his life that whatever it is that I'm being squeezed on, whatever it is that the, the enemy and the carnal people and the enemy's props in this world are coming at me and squeezing after me, I'll do the opposite of the carnal response. So if I'm, if I'm grumpy, I'm going to go love on somebody. If I'm in need, I'm going to go give. That's taking it to them. That's act, not just, well, good things come to those who wait. That's the devil. That's got nothing to do with the
2: Bible. That's, that's as biblical as it takes a village. From one of the most hell-bound people. She's 70-something years old. Might want to turn around now. Butchering hacks that are out there. I'm like, you only got a couple years left. You might want to consider Yahweh. Because it's coming for you. Though so there's times to be a lion. And there's times to be a lamb. How do you know which one? You're going to be a lamb when you're supposed to be a lion, and a lion when you're supposed to be a lamb. Happens all the time. Most Christians are lamb only. Lion's excluded. Lamb only. Here comes Fauci. Andy Stanley. You're like, why do you attack Andy Stanley? Because he puts himself out there. Here's his latest uh, dissertation. He finds people like me to be embarrassing. That stood up. He vowed to keep
1: his church closed until 2021. He did. Closed it in March. I don't. Think the entire year. Even as all the churches around him were opening, he's really showing people. He's how virtuous he is. If your virtuousness is based on capitulating to a lie, how virtuous are you? 99.9% survival virus, and that's what you're, that's what you're closing your church to? You know what was going on long before that as a capitulation in his church
2: to homosexuality? Absolute truth. Pull it up for yourself. I preached on it. I just didn't use his name. Is Rick Warren, Saddleback Church, California? Twenty thousand. I hope God never lets them open again. They weren't preaching the gospel before this. Only people
0: out on sin. Nothing. instead of
1: abandon the mission for the sake of the model. What does that even mean? That's what all these guys that write all these messages for everybody to preach off of and all these arc churches that they put on the internet on sermon.com. That's the kind of garbage they preach to their churches so people think they're saved when they're not. I feel great when I leave that church. Yeah, you're sleeping with your girlfriend. You're going to, to die and go straight to hell. But at least you're anesthetized. That's great. Congratulations, pastor. Good luck on the day of judgment when you're judged more strictly for preaching that heresy yeah. decade after decade. But at least you're successful in a multimillionaire. Congratulations. You're like, Tom, you sing, seem angry. Yeah, it's called righteous anger. Yeah. It angers me that people use the name of Jesus, where it says in the word of God in Psalm chapter 138, verse two, for he has magnified his word above his name. They just, he in this entire article, four or five pages, there's not one scripture mentioned, just things like abandoning the mission for the sake of the model. No scripture. Tell me your reasons for closing your church scripturally. Tell me. What is it? I don't see any model for that in the Bible. It's just there's a model for it and the snaps is firing up your brain. That's it, carnal. You're like, what did I walk into today? This is free Christianity right here. No holds barred. No hesitation. Nothing. Bible, Bible, Bible. Lion or lamb. That's it. In order for you to know, scenario by scenario, whether you are to act as a lion or a lamb, you're gonna have to grow. We can call it increase this morning. Obviously, a lot of people need to grow. I need to grow. I need to change. There's areas of my life that are not strong. I need to grow. We must increase. You must increase in him. I know what John the Baptist said in John 3.30. I know what he said. I must decrease, he must increase. I get it, I'm talking about increasing in him. You increase in your knowledge of God. You increase in the spirit of God. But here's the thing, in that, you increase. You are supposed to be. Andy Stanley says, or actually it's Rick Warren. No, I think it was Andy Stanley. We're not in it to win it, he says. We're here to serve the world. We're not here to serve the world. You don't serve a fallen world. That's why we don't have car washes and fundraisers here. Well, let's go out and lower the church down beneath the world. Please give us money, world. No wonder you're all closed. No wonder you didn't have a church service in 2020, you clown. What are you doing? And how do 30,000 people in Atlanta go to that? You know, here's the thing it's how I work. You know why I discipline my kids more than anything? Do you know why? For their well-being, Tom? No. You know why? I'm letting it stew for a minute on purpose. You know why? Because I don't wanna live with undisciplined kids. It was for me. <laughs> I don't wanna live in that mess. Screaming and yelling and begging. Mike, what are you talking about? I'm not living like that. I want quiet. I'll watch what I want to watch I I don't do any of that stuff nothing we have to increase in him period Christians live and think like this I wrote down four examples Christians live and think like this someday my ship will come in this is going to come in you're what, listen I want to ask you what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result your ship's just going to come in You think it's, I mean a lot of us we've been waiting for a long time at the dock <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming I hate to tell you you got to go get it it's not coming it doesn't work that way haven't you noticed in the last four decades that it hasn't come in? <laughs> People are don't believe for 120, dying on their deathbed. They're 87 years old. Oh, my ship's coming in. When? You haven't. Well, I'm going to heaven. That's not your ship. That, that's not your ship coming in. God has called you. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 27. I'll see the goodness in the land of the living. That's the ship that's supposed to come in. And Christians just sit there and wait for it their whole life. Good things come to those who wait. What does it mean to wait on the Lord? People, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Be strong in the Lord. Wait on the Lord. I, I get it. What does wait on the Lord mean? Stand there. It means to minister to the Lord. It doesn't mean sit there minister to the lord worship the lord wait on him as if you're waiting on a table that's what the word wait means not stand there and do nothing number three god is working how god's working how tell me how and how is it that tell me specifically what god is working in your life he's working If you ask not, he's not working. If you don't ask God for protection, you ain't getting it. Yeah, I break out ain't every now and then. If you don't ask, he's not protecting you. Yet you have not because you ask not. If you don't receive healing, you're not going to be healed. If you don't believe for things, you're not going to get it. God's working. How? Number four, the, the mystery sovereignty of God will inherently fulfill God's purpose in my life. No, it won't. How many of you believe that? I mean, don't, don't shout amen. How many of you believe in some sort of sovereignty of God? Now, what do I, what do I mean by that? Most Christians believe what the sover- sovereignty means, what? Above all. Doesn't mean controlling all. It means above all. Like the song that we sing, he's riding on the storm.
2: It means above all. Not controlling all. Per year, because I'm sovereign. Right, so if, that, if he's not sovereign over that, then you need to drop
1: the inherent sovereignty principle. He's not just saying, you know what, your life is going to be fulfilled and your ship's going to come in just because I'm sovereign. There's commands in the Bible. There are actions that you and I have to take Or your ship's never coming in. And by ship, I mean ministry. Everybody in here should be like, what am I called to do? Not Lord, you're my genie. What do do I want today? Understand that. Don't live and think in these delusions. It's not the Bible. And it's not taking the attack. Does any of those things sound aggressive to you? And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it. They take it by force, spiritual force. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal; they're not against human flesh, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The first verse, taking by force, Matthew eleven twelve. Did Jesus have to increase? I told you, in order, to, in order for you to know whether you're to be a lion or a lamb, scenario by scenario, you're going to have to increase. Are you are going to be a lion when you're supposed to be a lamb or a lamb when you're supposed to be a lion? Oh, honey bunny, you don't want to come to daddy right now? You should have been lying there. <laughs> lion. <laughs> they don't know, though. People were raised like that. I've seen, I've seen a generation of young people come through here and I knew their backgrounds and who their parents were. Dad was an alcoholic, drugger, drug, druggy, whatever, horrible, no discipline, running around all hours of the night. That's how they parent. Until somebody confronts them with the Bible and they choose whether or not to receive it. So did Jesus have to increase? I'm telling you, you have to, did Jesus? Luke chapter two, verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in the favor of God. So he had to increase in wisdom. Jesus, Uh, yeah, he's encased in flesh. He chose to be sinless but encased in flesh. He actually had limitations that he placed on himself. He had to increase in wisdom. He sat in the synagogues and listened to sermons. He studied the Bible. He had to increase in wisdom. And many Christians never increase in anything ever because the inherent sovereignty of God, all of it's gonna be fulfilled. You won't even know. If you don't increase in unbelief, things of faith will come your way, you will not see them. I'll I'll make a real easy example for you. If you're a young person who wants to be married someday, in order for you to know who your wife is, that walks through the door, you're going to have to increase. Or if you don't gain it like Jesus did in wisdom, stature and favor, she'll walk right by. you won't even know, and you'll marry the wrong one. You're welcome. I'm trying to help you, in this Presbyterian church this morning. <laughs> I called the nine o'clock that last week. Did Paul? Did Paul have to increase? Let's look. Well, first of all, he had to be knocked to the ground and blinded. (laughs) Acts chapter 9, verse 22. Yet Paul grew more and more. He grew more and more. Most Christians are the exact same Christian they were 10 years ago. And if they're not the same, they're worse, because you you either get better or you get worse. You never truly stay the same. They look the same, but it's really if you're at all the same, you're worse than you were. Paul grew and grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews. When are Christians baffling people these days? They're not baffling. they're cooperating. No, well, you know, we don't want to be rebellious. How is it rebellious to stand up for the laws that are written in your own country? I'm rebelling against what? You know, you're, you're rebelling. Romans 13, you're rebelling against uh, your ruling authorities. I don't have ruling authorities. I have representatives and a document. couple quiet, that's right. I'll take it. Take what I can get. He grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Here's this one directly for you and I. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I'll I'll tell you what I've said to you 50 times. Most Christians do not have as many verses memorized as years saved. You've been saved for five years and they've got one verse memorized. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Something like that if they have that. Where do you you get that from? From talking to Christians, my whole adult life. They don't have one verse memorized. They don't have 10 verses memorized. You wonder what's wrong. You wonder why you're tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Ephesians chapter four, verse 14. That you should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with all wind of doctrine. That's the whole verse. Because you, you don't even know what's doctrine and what isn't. That's why, listen, the church in Canada is gone. What, have, you heard a, have you heard a peep from a Canadian church in the last year? I have videos. You think can it, you think Canada is open? You, listen, you fly into Canada today, what happens? As a Canadian citizen, you fly into Canada right now, what happens? They meet you at the airport. They usher you. To a Chinese-owned motel, absolute fact. They've contracted with Chinese-owned motels. They're not denying it. It's absolute fact. It's mainstream media. They usher you into your COVID jail hotel, where you will stay for 10 to 14 days, and you pay them $2,000. Where do you, Thomas? it's absolute fact. There's no arguing with it. It's absolute fact. Not a peep. Everybody's closed. Church in England, nothing. Spain, France, nothing. Australia with Hillsong and Brian Houston. Where are they at? Oh, uh, Aaron, we got to get the, we got to get this sound here. We have crickets wherever I tell you to play them. Crickets. <laughs> like we do on the podcast. Crickets. Where are where, where, where you at, Brian? To this day, you name me one other national figure, and you may not like the laughing, I don't care, or the people being slain in the spirit, whatever it is that bothers you, the only national figure that stood up was Rodney Howard Brown, that's it. We are so blessed that it happened here because if it didn't happen here, I would have been in handcuffs. He spared the entire state of Florida. He actually bought the entire nation getting arrested. But all the Andy Stanleys of the world couldn't pull their head out of their cabooses long enough to see it and move. Where are they at? Name the name. To this day. What's the day today? Seventh? Seventh day. So we are three hundred and forty-seven days into fifteen days to flatten the curve. Where 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 are you at? Name the name. Where are you at? Nowhere. Nowhere. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Man, if it, all, I mean, it's amazing. I, I've told you this before. It's amazing to me that it took a, a virus with a 0.1 post-infection death rate to cause the entire church of the world to shut down. And just because they're open doesn't mean they've repented. Yep. Somebody sent me this right before the podcast. There's people who like to stir me up even more right before the podcast. I'm already hot. (laughs) Been studying all day and all night. I'm hot. They send me little, little goads to get me even more. And it was COVID restrictions from a local church. Literally 11 minutes from here. An Assembly of God church. Living like this, when you come into our building, our insurance says that we have to take your temperature. They they live like this. When you come in, this has nothing to do with their insurance, you will wear a mask from the front door to your seat and henceforth take it off and spit all over everybody around you at that point because it makes a whole lot of sense. (laughs) But please observe and be cognizant of those and respectful of those who sit in our mask all the time section. Again, take the mask. I'm putting extra on it this week. Grab a stick with it and shove it as far up your rear end as you possibly can. It's garbage to live like that as a believer. Given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, he binds you loose, it's bound and it's loosed. And you're going to live like that? No wonder pastors will be judged more strictly. All right, so we have to increase. That's number one. Number two, we have to rid ourselves of the world. Rid yourself of it. Anyone who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. 1 John chapter two verse fifteen. So for those who are trying to find their fulfillment in their business, in their here, here's one of the biggest distractions that has pulled more people out of this church and many others. Their child's athletics, whatever it may be, if that's where you're finding your fulfillment, that is what you love. And the love of the Father will not be with you very long. Watch. Very first thing that happens for the falling away is for you to be extracted from the body. Well, church, as soon as church becomes, I mean, wait a minute. You're telling me to choose church over bouncing balls? Maybe. Does that make sense to you? (laughs) Bouncing balls are more important to you than the cross? Really? Yeah, but he, my kid could be a professional. Okay, his dad's 5'8 and fat and he's white. You really think he's going to be a professional anything? <laughs> professional what? You might want to start using your brain cuz your body, you're not going to be a professional athlete. I played college football. I'm not bragging. I played college football and I at UCF in Orlando. I played with professional athletes and against professional athletes. A different league than what I was in. I was six foot two, two hundred and eighty-five pounds. They were—they were a different league. It was walking among the giants in the land. I'm telling you, you never stood up right next to an NFL football player. It's a different breed of human. (laughs) I'm telling you. and there ain't many of them waltzing around Inglewood and Venice. There's a few. One out of 10,000. But your kid who has a genetic line of five, eight, slow, fat, white people, forget it. Tell him to use his brain instead. But is it really worth casting everything away, even if they were a professional athlete? He gains the whole world, but he, Mark eight thirty-four through 38, loses his own soul. What good is it when you watch your own child because of bouncing balls thrown into the lake of fire for all of eternity? You'll watch it as a parent. And that's what you choose. You've got to rid yourself. That's all caused by the love of the world. You're welcome. You've got to rid yourself of the world. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, his divine power has given to us all things. How? Through the knowledge of him. You're destroyed for? If you don't know you have it, then you don't live in it. Christians who think they're bipolar. No, you were given a sound mind. What's the matter with you? the knowledge of him who who has called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious hopes, promises, promises, that through these, You may be partakers of the divine nature. Who wants to be a partaker of the divine nature? How do you get there? Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I told you I preach this verse more than any others. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. How hard is that to distinguish? You know you know what? I'm going to give you deep and theological meaning this morning. What does it mean to not conform to the pattern of the world? It means to not conform to whatever the pattern of the world is. Everybody's wearing masks? You don't. Everybody closes their churches? You don't. Everybody buys into this hype? You don't. I remember back in the church they used to attend, they were orchestrating bus rides and all sorts of things to go see the passion of the Christ because it'll change your life. You know what I did? No. Hey, Tom, you got to read this purpose-driven life. Come on, read it. It's great. No, thank you. You're just being a rebel. No, you know what? I didn't feel convicted to do it. So you know what? Just because everyone's doing it because they're all following the pattern of the world... I didn't. It wasn't rebellion. It wasn't sticking them to it. I did not feel convicted to go see the Passion of the Christ. How's it going to change? You know what? I'll I'll read the Bible. That will change my life, not some Catholic's version of the crucifixion. You're welcome. You're like Tom. What man? You're just unencumbered always. Always. My goal is not to keep you. My goal is to grow you and convict you. That's it. If you won't want to stay, then that's your business. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. McDonald's closes doesn't mean the church closes. But be transformed, you have to grow, you have to increase, by the renewing of your mind. Then, at that point, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. That's why most people marry the wrong person. They've never been transformed by the renewing of their mind. So the next cotton candy, unemployed Casanova that walks their way... Oh, I'm in love. It's the same idiot that you dated 10 years ago. It's the same Christmas present wrapped in different paper. It's all that it is. Why is it that everybody can see it but you? You're welcome. Number three (laughs) we must increase. We must be filled with the holy spirit luke eleven thirteen 13 says if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him go home today if you don't speak in tongues don't answer this out loud how many of you do not speak in tongues god has called you to speak in tongues paul spoke in tongues he even wrote in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. And you don't think, oh, that was for then. Well, then when? I, I, love, I love the ideology of the Calvinists. Well, that all closed at the book of Acts. Really? I thought, it's, I thought Hebrews thirteen eight says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thought, I thought Malachi 3, 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. So tell me, why, how could it closed off at the book of Acts? Where is that big line, and why can't I find that line in here? If you aren't speaking in tongues, you need to go home today. Oh, this is not my denomination. You're deceived. That's demonic. Go into a closet alone and say, Lord, I'm not leaving until I speak in tongues. Fill me. Fill me. I'm asking, Lord. You said you will give me the Holy Spirit if I ask, so I'm asking. I'm formally asking, Lord. Fill me. He'll probably knock you unconscious and you'll wake up speaking in tongues. That's what you're called to do. Number four, we must surrender. Philippians chapter 2, verse 17, Paul writes, yes, I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. I am glad and rejoice with you all, it says the same thing in 2 Timothy 4, 6. We surrender to God and we say, Lord, I am yours. You don't surrender to anybody else. You surrender to God and you're safe. You don't surrender to me. You don't surrender to a church. You surrender to God. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. You are safe. Romans 8.36. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. That's serious business. Back then, they were being delivered up as sheep. Remember, your only vulnerability in life is what? Martyrdom. That's it. Because you're a joint heir with Jesus, and that was his only vulnerability. They were being delivered up and killed. And we struggle with coming to church every Sunday? Right. Yeah. We struggle with keeping our churches open for a Kung Fu? Right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Correlates right away with John 4, 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. So what is a true worshiper? I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's true worship. That's it. My life's done. You want to be happy? Give yourself to God. You want to be miserable? Run your own life. You know it's true. Number five, get ready now. This one's going to offend. We must hate. We must hate. Does God hate? Does he or does he not? If God hates and you're a joint heir with him, he's a lion, he's a lamb, wise as a serpent, soft as a dove, you can't pull off all these things. Yes, you can. You're a joint heir with Jesus, the temple of the Holy Spirit. To you are given all things. Romans chapter eight, verse 32. All things were given to you every spiritual blessing. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. All were given to you. You can pull this off. You have to learn to hate. What do you hate? Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates. Whoops! That's not Christ-like. Yes, it is. That's Christ. Seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes. That's the biggest problem in the church today. People who think they know everything. I see you, I smell you at the door. You think you know everything. If you know everything, where's your ministry? Where is it? I don't see you bring it's funny how all the people who think they know everything are always solo. They don't bring squat to church. They don't give of their time or their talent. They float from church to church, spreading the gospel of themselves. Oh, what a blessing that is. (laughs) Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, 60 million per year, two million per year in the United States alone, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies. No, really. The United States Capitol right now, 7,000 armed troops with up-armored Humvees, machine-loaded 50 caliber machine guns, a 20-foot razor wire fence. You know where that comes from? False witnesses who are pouring out lies. Supposed to be, there's supposed to be a white supremacist, white nationalist insurrection on January 20th. It never happened. Oh, then it's supposed to happen on March 4th. Then it never happened. Now it's been moved to March 20th. You know what this is? This is blue anon. Blue anon. They're making it up false witnesses who are pouring out lies. And a person, God hates people. Yeah. Sorry. And a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. I brought that out to a relative of mine who was stirring up dissension in my own church years ago. He said, you're telling me God hates me? I said, that's what the Bible says. He hates a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. You don't believe it? That's on you. God could never hate. Well, you just don't believe the Bible. Look at this. Psalm chapter five, verses four and five. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Whoops! That's not the Bible. That's not the Jesus that I believe in. Most Christians would leave the faith if they read the Bible. They'd leave the faith. They're following Gandhi, not Jesus. They see what he's really all about. They go, Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not Christ like. No, he replaced that. It's not Gandhi like. Not serving Gandhi. We're serving the mighty God of Israel, Yahweh, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. Mighty and powerful. Meant to be feared and admired and worshiped. Not kowtowing to humanity. Not falling in line with humanistic love and peace. Jesus is this word that I'm preaching to you today. John chapter one, verse one. First John chapter five, verse seven. Jesus is the word. Proverbs chapter eight, verse 13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. You learn to hate it, you'll do it less often. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. That's the whole verse. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. See, the church The church has received a spiritual lobotomy from Satan. There's no hate. There's no true love either, by the way. That's just camouflage. That's loving the way the Democratic Party loves people. They love you so much. You know, we don't want any kids in cages. You'd kill that kid right before he's born, though. I think the kid would choose the cage instead of his arm being ripped off while he's in the womb, alive. You know, there's testimonies after testimonies of Planned Parenthood. They're having to confess now because they've been put under oath of dissecting. Well, there's only one testimony on this that I saw of dissecting, actually harvesting human organs while the heart was still beating. What is he, some kind of gazelle on the Serengeti being torn apart by wild dogs, or are we human beings? Made in the image of God. My dog eats things alive. It's a fact, she does. She'll kill, listen, she loves people, but she'll kill any wild animal you see that she can catch, and she can catch a lot of them. That's how a dog behaves. I caught her, she killed a rabbit, I sat there, I ran as fast as I could, and she's eating that thing, and it's still alive. That's how, that's how animals behave. You know how, this is one of the things I hate the most, just so you know, if you ever go out to dinner with me. <laughs> Christians are terrified to order wine if they go out to get me things like that. Listen, you want to order it, that's your business. I won't say a word to you. But what will drive me nuts, I'll push through it and my wife will be poking me under the table to push through it or sending me text messages. You better get over it. Wipe that smile off, but you better change your facial expressions. Yeah. But if you eat like this, okay, okay, listen. I used to have a pig. I'm not kidding you. I had a wild hog live with me for three years yeah. in my garage. Name was Miss Piggy. She's 300 pounds. I used to feed her. I saw the Girl Scout cookies came today. I used to feed her entire entire box of Thin Mint cookies. She ate them in, in about 45 seconds. Not kidding you. <clears throat> I feed them to her just like I was uh, dealing cards. And the entire time, she's eating them. So if a pig makes that sound, you shouldn't. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm trying to help you and help me. You take the attack to them via hate, via surrender. You don't hate human beings. You can't hate that which you once were. When I do altar calls up here, you hear me say this all the time. I'm not. I'm not. I will judge you because we're allowed to judge with righteous judgment. John chapter seven, verse twenty-four. We don't judge in hypocrisy, Romans chapter two, verse one. But we are allowed to judge with righteous judgment. And I will tell you, if you're living in sin, you should go into hell, that's righteous judgment. Same thing I would say to myself, at the various times I've lived in sin, I would tell you to your face, I will, if I died today, I'd go straight to hell. I would tell you that, that's righteous judgment. I can't be disgusted by your sin though. Neither can you be disgusted by mine because we are redeemed sinners we had to have Jesus or we'd all go to hell so we can't be discussed you can't even be I'm getting ready now you can't even be disgusted by sexual perversion what I mean by that is you can be disgusted like I don't know it's gross to watch a man kiss a man I get that but the thing is this what I'm saying is you can't be like oh man that's real sin there there's many Christians who think that way will share the exact same hell as the homosexual. They'll share it with them. It's an absolute fact. Just like the, the people who planted bombs in abortion clinics, killed people, murdered people, that were, that were committing, you're going to go to the same hell as the abortion doctor. Congratulations. You don't have the right to be disgusted by people's sins. There's not many people in here who have arrested people for sexual sin. I have, I'm not repulsed by them, they're, they're sinners, they're sinners. Even the child, they're sinners, they've fallen, they need to go to prison, there's no question. Anybody else put them in prison but me in here? They need to go to prison, no question, we're not, there's not going to be any reformed sexual sinner in our nursery, ever. I'm just telling you that you know what, they're a sinner. I've looked at pornography, have you? Then you don't have the right to be, oh, you're disgusting. You should be like, you know what, have I sexually sinned? Okay, they may be further down the rung on society, but you know what, they're not beyond redemption if they're breathing. (laughs) Lamb, do you see it? Let's go over some scenarios before we leave today. (laughs) You ready? All right. You decide, lion or lamb. I'll give you a couple until we're done. Everybody good with, I don't know, five, 10 minutes? You sure? All right. You're being used, lion or lamb. Correct, lion. Matthew chapter seven, verse six, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. I've got somebody came up to me after church one time was mad about me using that verse I said so take it up with Jesus go talk to him what do you want me to do you shouldn't call people dogs I didn't Jesus did I'm reading he called them sons of hell Satan he called them dogs too whitewashed tombs give not that which is holy unto the dogs he's talking about people You don't get used, ever. This is not lamb activity, this is lion. Neither cast ye pearls before swine, because you know what, they'll do it again, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Listen, you got a 39-year-old unemployed son whose only employment is during tax season from from April 1st to April 30th, because he does people's tax returns and that's what you use? to say, well, he is employed. No, he's not. You're like, Tom, you th- I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I've had that in my family before. I'm like, does this guy work? This is somebody very important to me who's married to this person. Does this guy work? Oh, well, yeah, he does taxes. Taxes is one month a year. That's not working. <laughs> if you're doing that and that kid's living with you, you're giving that which is holy unto the dogs. Don't say that about my son. He's a dog. Roof, roof, dog. <laughs> Tell him he's got two weeks. Get him out. There's people that I admire in this church they are sitting in this room. They asked me about counsel about an adult son in their house, the only ones who ever listened to me in my life, Ever. And because of that, their life changed. Get that kid out of here. You've given him all that you can. Shake the dust off your feet and you move on and then you enjoy your life. He'll come back. If you trained him in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he'll not turn from it. Number two, the burdens of others lion or lamb? Lamb. Galatians chapter six, verse two, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You have a struggling brother and sister. Now you gotta watch it now because you can drift right back in to Matthew seven, six, 90% of the people that I open my life up to try to use me oh, yeah. as a pastor. They do. You know, and hence the reason I don't open up my life to many people and say, just call me anytime. You know why? They'll call me Anytime. I don't have four hours for you today. And then they get offended. Or those that, we had a woman that my wife and I personally, she was an insurance adjuster. And Tommy got in an accident with his car, it wasn't his fault. We witnessed to her in our own driveway, brought her to the church, her daughter got saved, everything, she never stopped asking for money. See, it shifted. Lion, lamb at first, you gotta shift back to lion give you an example remember you remember the giant aerobic balls remember those ones you see all the great videos the guys pumping iron they pop out of nowhere those are great videos <laughs> but we had we used to, we used to have this church was in a in a gym that we had bought not bought we rented and they left all these all these aerobic balls i mean literally 50 of them in the church giant ones so we'd throw them at each other and all sorts of fun inside the church <laughs> but anyway i brought one home I don't even know why. I never sat on the thing. Maybe Hope was using it, but I wouldn't dare. Who knows that thing would hold this? But anyway, one day Norma was running across the room, and I threw it at her. And she was little, like little, like five. And it caught her right on the back of her leg, and it drove her foot. These things are heavy. It threw over her foot right into the ground, and it, like, popped her toenail. She's bleeding. She started crying and stuff, so I'm like, over there, lamb, lamb. Oh, honey, it's okay. And and she says to me, "Um, Dad, you are stupid. (laughs) Lying. (laughs) I even told her, most of you would never have the guts to pull this off because you just are too afraid of your children and what the damage you do to them. Not me, I don't care. So here's the thing. I said to her, to her face, we are now transitioning. (laughs) These exact words that I used. (laughs) Go to your room. I'll be there to spank you in a minute. <laughs> so while she's bleeding, I'm spanking her. <laughs> you're horrible, Tom. Well, you know what? My daughter's never been on a date yet. She's 20. She likes boys. But she's a virtuous woman. All the other people that don't obey the word of God, you're sowing seeds of the enemy into them. I'm not bragging. I'm really not bragging. I'm just telling you, it's God. I'm just yielding to God. There's nothing really to brag about. It's yielding to God. Number three, a mountain in your way, lion or lamb. Get it, that's right. Go after it. It's no time to be a lamb. There's a mountain in your way. Where do you get that from? Just Jesus talking, Matthew 21, 21 and 22. Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will do not only what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And everything and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Yes. Two more and we're done. Your enemies, don't claim you don't have them. There's people who do not like you. You know it's true. There's people in here, you, you're having to live with an ex that hovers. A horrible ex wife or ex husband that hovers around. You hate them. And I'm not saying you act in hatred, but you just feel it. Your enemies, lion or lamb. Lamb. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Lamb. You're like, Tom, you can't. You don't live like that. I do. I do. If I saw somebody that betrayed me, and you know how many times I've been betrayed in this church? I haven't betrayed anybody. You know how many people have betrayed me? If I saw them in need, I'd help them. I would, because I love them. I love those people. Romans chapter 12, verse 20. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Thirsty, give him something to drink. Now, remember what I told you earlier. What did I tell you earlier? You're bringing the attack to them even when you're being a lamb. For in doing so, you heap coals of fire on their head. (laughs) God is God, dude. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) that's the way the worship team make your way i'll close with this one the devil and all demons you know the answer lying so when you see lies john chapter 8 verses 44 and 45 the devil is a liar the devil is a father of lies the devil's native language is lies, and Jesus said, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. You tell people like Andy Stanley the truth about the coronavirus, he doesn't believe you, because it, it's too important for him to be virtuous in the eyes of the world and buying into the lies that he's bought into to do so. Too important. Got to maintenance that 30,000-member church now. You should be thankful there's people in your life that aren't worried about coagulating humanity, and we'll just tell you the truth. But with the devil and all demons lying, Hebrews chapter two, verse fourteen. Inasmuch then as the children are partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that he might destroy him. Not maintenance, not assimilate, not accommodate. Destroy him. Destroy him who had had the power of death. That is the devil. Had it. Death shall not hold you. There is no rival. We sang it today. There is no rival. There is no equal. You go after the devil and you take the attack to him. That should be for your country right now because we are under a demonic fog and a demonic oppression, which, by the way, does not apply to you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. You don't have to live in a heaviness. The fog applies to the wicked. The fog, the fog applies to the accommodating into the capitulator and the cooperator and the collaborator. That's not you. You're free. Breathe the free, there, free air. Breathe it. You are free. Amen.